You guys ready? All right, good. What up, world? Uh, welcome to another installment of the Goddamn Podcast, man. Uh, I am your humble, gracious host, and I'm here with the team, man. Um, one new addition. Uh, we have uh, other familiar faces, but this this particular face is much prettier than ours. Uh, she is someone who is near and dear to my heart. Uh, she's like my baby sister. And uh, I am uh, glad that she is here with us on this particular episode uh, for multiple reasons. And I'm going to allow her to uh, introduce herself and, and whatnot. Um, but this is Party Foul Rome. Yeah, Party Foul. And that was He's not kicking mics and everything. <laughs> was not you, you angry, bro? Nice. The music got something. Oh, okay. You, you about to start moving. Okay. I can dig it. Uh, but yeah, so no, she's here with us, and you guys, you guys are gonna see her a little bit more often, hear her a little bit more often. I'm gonna bring her in. Uh, we're gonna face Jimmy out. Uh, yeah, we can't have too many light skinned people in the podcast. Whatever. <laughs> we gotta be able to promote the struggle. You know what I'm saying? Nothing new. Yeah, too much light skinned privilege going on. You know what I'm saying? Plus, Jimmy working out now. How was it today, man? It was it was a time. I'll tell you it, that it was a time. Yeah. He had some aggression to get out too. Though. Word. <laughs> yeah. From, yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> you right. You right. So, uh, you in the morning? You're a morning workout guy, or I was in there at five fifteen, man. In the morning. Yeah. Okay. Are you set up to where like you feel like if you don't do it in the morning, it's probably not gonna happen? More than likely. Yeah. I'm with you, man. You know the day starts hitting you, and you, you used to go in the morning a lot, right? Yeah. Every morning. Yeah. So. What do you what do you like to my preference is the morning. If it don't get done in the morning, it don't get done. It probably don't get done. Yeah. I mean I know guys who go, you know, Tony and them, they go like at five, six, you know what I'm saying? I'm like I don't get that. That's what I don't understand. Two you burn more calories throughout the day if you go in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Well, and then too, for me, it sets me up when I used to go. Uh it was a while ago. But it would encourage <laughs> me. It was encouragement for me to eat right too. Yeah. About when was this? Because I don't. This was, this was, this was a while ago, ago, man. It was a while ago. But you know what? Hey, man. 2021, New Year, New Day, man. You know what I'm saying? I've been dieting a little bit more this year. Uh, my wife has me on this thing where we do like no carbs one day and then, you know, light carbs another day. So uh, it, it's possible you can do it. Another thing I've been doing too is. I've been making my own like breakfast bowls. You guys ever seen like those little things? Oh yeah, they're like are they're frozen, they're pre-made, they have eggs, potatoes, the Jimmy Dean joints, the Jimmy Dean joints. Yeah. I make my own, so I just I roast the potatoes myself, and then I get egg whites, and then they have already like pre-cooked and chopped um, turkey sausage crumbles. So I just make my own. My mom's calling. I make my own, and uh, <laughs> it, it works out because then you know I'm a little bit less. Inclined to hit up a fast food joint in the workday, so I think it's baby steps, man. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I didn't get here overnight. I ain't gonna get back there overnight. Facts, facts. And that's everything, though. That's everything. It's not just you know health and wealth and I mean weight and all that other stuff. So wealth too. You know what I'm saying? You know. So anywho, uh, Goddamn Podcast, man. We are excited to have you guys. Um, Aaliyah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hmm, where do I start? Okay, well, first and foremost... How um, do we meet? <laughs> tell, tell the people how we met. Well, first of all, I mean, you know, I used to think that you were this, like, celebrity, because, you know... 
<laughs> you be performing at different churches and stuff. Oh, and I'm like, oh my Lord. gosh, like that's Damon Golden. Like I know him, but um, we met through school. Uh, you were my teacher, mentor. Used to stay on me a lot about not completing my quizzes and stuff, but it's okay. You, know. <laughs> you got you got but through there though. Sure you got did. through there. You got through there. I sure did with the strength of God. That's but. right. That's right. <laughs> Our relationship blossomed, and we are here today. She's uh, a member of my family, man, and so uh, glad to have you on, man. Glad, glad to, to be have here. you on. Uh, you guys know I wanted to attempt to tackle the issue of mental health, and um, I. Uh, I wanted to start. Uh, I wanted to start off a little bit differently than we did last week, but because of what happened nationally, I felt like it was a necessity for us to kind of dip into that. So I want to apologize to everybody who thought that they were getting you know a lighthearted uh, podcast <laughs> last week. Uh, sorry, uh, we got a little bit deep, and it was uh, it, it was it was needed though. And it, it 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 that conversation in and of itself was therapeutic. Just talking, you know. What I'm so yeah. um, today we have a actual therapist that's going to be. Joining us I'm about to actually Call her in um, And make sure That she is ready to go um, This is the first time I've ever called Somebody in on my podcast So This is gonna be fun um, My prayer And my hope Is that Nobody else calls me While I'm doing this Because I've never I've never done this before But I'm excited about it Let's see here Nope I don't wanna do that I'm gonna set it up uh, Norm I mean not Norm uh, Wow I know, forgive me. Uh, you got seven, eight inches on him. And <laughs> I had about 300 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> but, Rome, if you could, please uh, kind of give us a little bit of an introduction to this to this guest, just a little bit. Um, don't tell us nothing she's going to tell us. Don't tell you nothing she's going to tell us? Yeah, there you go. She's not even going to tell you anything. You don't think so? No, I don't think this is her cup of tea. Um, but this is the the person who molded me into... A lot of the character I am today. Okay. Um, she is my confidant. All right. Oh, she's about to hear all this now. Yeah, she yeah, she's hearing it. She's hearing it all. She's she 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 is 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 on the podcast officially. Can you hear us, Mom? I can hear you. Okay. Uh, Ron was just giving you. Uh, Jerome was just giving you an introdu- uh, introduction. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Go ahead. Continue, Ron. So, um, she is my moral compass. Ooh. Most of the part. I call her and make sure, like, hey, is this right? Is this wrong? How should I feel about this? Um, she is the overall superwoman. Uh, I have never known her not to have two, three jobs, and I still don't know why she works two, three jobs. Hustler, <laughs> huh? just, She just likes to work. It's what she does. Hustler. Um, but this is my, my first superwoman, first woman I love, my mother. Okay, awesome. Mama Johnson, can I call you Mama Johnson? Or do I need to like give you like a what what title would you like for for us to 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 give you while you're on the podcast? Um, I go. I can go by Mother Johnson. Mother Johnson. All right. Or or we can. You know what? For the podcast. That that really sounds like I'm in the church somewhere. Okay, well we'll we'll do we'll do Mrs. Johnson for 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 this first episode. But when we come when you come back, it's gonna be Mother Johnson. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. <laughs> hey, so um, could you tell us a little bit about you know what you do and and um, what it is that uh, that that brought you to where you are as far as um, you know your your profession and your career? Okay, 
So I don't I don't know if my son mentioned what I actually did for a living or not. But uh, he did not. Okay. All right. Um, which is the reason why you brought me on the podcast, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay. So um, I am a licensed clinical social worker uh, by profession. Um, and so I have been doing this work for probably over 25 years now. Um, I, and I, call, I, tell my, I tell everyone that I've actually um, started this even when I was younger. Um, so I had this professional life where I did it for a living, uh, occupation, but then um, as an African-American, I also have done it probably since I was a child. Yeah. So cause that's what we do. This is, this is very true. This is yeah. very true. Um, and so what what made you want to officially go into, you know, obviously, like you said, you've been doing this you know, um, your entire life, but what made you want to officially like, you know, seek it out as a career? Um, I actually, uh, came about doing it, um, by happenstance, really. Um, by experience, I ended up running into, um, a girl who had some children and there was an accident that had occurred and she needed some help. Um, and I said that I did this, um, in my profession, uh, personal life. Um, so her child needed to be rushed down to Riley. Um, she didn't have a car. She was living in poverty. Well, and so were we, um, uh, but we had a vehicle. Um, she did not. Um, and so she was a friend of a relative. And so um, I would take her back and forth two and a half hours away, um, back and forth to see her daughter uh, whenever I wasn't working and things like that. And um, I learned uh, during that experience that there was um, a profession um, and you could go to school for it. Um, and at that time, I decided because after months and saw the way that they treated her, um, that I needed to do something different. And so that's when I decided to seek out and get into this profession. Oh, that's, that's that's dope. One of my, uh, I like the end, the end, the end of that story uh, a lot. One of my favorite rappers, uh, his name was The Truth. Uh, he said, uh, he had a line where he says, tell me what drives you up the wall because your greatest frustration is a problem that you were sent here to solve. So it sounds like that frustration kind of fueled you to jump into the profession. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what were, what were some of the things that you were seeing that you would consider, like, you know, you said they were mistreating her. What, 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 are you, uh, what were you seeing? Um, well... Um, because of her limited resources, such as being able to get down there to see her child, um, when she was, would not be able to go down there and visit with her child that was in Riley for quite some time, um, they looked at it as, neglect. Um, absolutely. Okay. And that she was not 
um, um, willing or even interested um, in her child. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so yeah. th- that inspired you to, 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 to be an advocate. And that's dope. Absolutely. And that was how, how many years ago was that? Oh, I, I didn't, I wasn't even in school at that time. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so it was before I even went back to school. I was probably in my early 20s. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Um, one of the things that I wanted to kind of start off with, um, and I don't know uh, if uh, anybody else feels this way, but one of the things we talked about last podcast was the stigma that comes along with with therapy. Because one of the things I, I don't, because you're a, a licensed clinical social worker, you can do, you can provide therapeutic services, correct? Correct. Okay. Correct. So the the stigma. Not just in the African American community, but period, um, the the stigma that comes along with it. So, uh, I'm just going to go around the room, and I'm going to start off, and I'm going to say I've never experienced professional therapy. Um, it's something that I want to do, um, but I haven't done that. Um, I think the reason why I want to do it is because um, uh, I think that mental health should be treated like any other health you know field or part of health in your life uh so you know uh people like jimmy work out uh you know and he's you know getting the physical health thing going on uh some people uh even subscribe to making sure that you're financially healthy um you know uh and you know your practices and things of that nature so i don't understand why you know uh we we try to 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 neglect the mental aspect so that's the main reason why i want to i would want to do it but i haven't done it jimmy have you ever experienced any uh, I have not uh, experienced any professional uh, um, therapeutic services. I, I crave to because um, I just kind of want like a an outside party that doesn't have like any bias towards anything that I may feel or say that could give me uh, a different opinion or a different way to look at some of the things that uh, I deal with. So uh, I definitely want to. Okay. Sis? Um, I would say for me, I've never personally had it either but um it's definitely something that I would want to look into because of you know I'm only 19 so I feel like that's the age I just graduated high school not too long ago I'm still trying to figure out a lot of stuff on where I want to go and I feel like you know that's kind of one of the stages in life you know you don't know what you want to do and sometimes that can make you lose focus of yourself yeah uh what what as what do you think um Mrs. Johnson is the 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 biggest i guess uh reason why a lot of people don't invest in their their mental health mm. um i think um for one okay well let let me let me say this um one out of four women usually receive some type of mental health. Um, Out of the United States, 19% of Americans usually receive mental health services. Okay? But in comparison to women, only 13.4 men receive 
mental health services. Um, and the number gets even lower when you're looking at African Americans. Um, and I think a part of that um, goes into um, how we've been raised. Yeah. Sometimes it even goes further um, because of uh, systems that we're a part of um, where uh, some people believe that you should go to the church instead uh, of going to someone else, instead of going to someone. Yeah. Um, so I, and, and I think there's just some other personal beliefs that are out there too um, in, in regards to, to therapy and some myths in regards to therapy. Yeah. I, I would say, and, and I think me and Ron, we talked about this. Uh, I would say that over the past 20 years, the, the stigma that was, you know, s- s- super negative, you know what I mean? Back in the nineties and the eighties to, from what, what I, from what I can remember around people um you know seeking out therapeutic help that stigma is kind of like it's lessened that negativity is kind of lessened it's a little bit more accepted would you say wrong yeah you? yeah yeah um no for i know you always watch like tv shows and stuff like that um one of the shows i just finished watching was like the sopranos yeah and you remember he had a oh, that's how this whole a, thing started off yeah, yeah. and yeah. so like that stigma is was like still a thing yeah i want to say early 2000s yes like we're Twenty twenty one now, right? And so I just think people are just scared of what people think of them going to talk to somebody. Nobody want to be crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you go into therapy, you have to admit like people think you gotta admit you're crazy, but it's not about being crazy. Okay, yeah. Uh, I know, like I said, I want to do it, and 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 hopefully I get an opportunity to do so. Um, but why is it? Why why would you say it's necessary, Mister Johnson? Like, why would you say that? Well, let me ask you this, because I had someone tell me this the other day, and I would love to hear your opinion on this. Somebody told me that, um, and I, I brought this up on the podcast before, but somebody told me that everyone has a mental health issue. It's, it's just that you may have not, and you may never experience what triggers it to become, you know, a full-blown, you know, mental health, you know, uh, issue. Uh, so they likened it to... Um, the, 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 everybody having a carcinogen, uh, in their bodies, uh, you know, those cells that, that carry cancer, but it's not, you know, they lay dormant until, it, they lay dormant until the right chain of events happen and then boom, now you have cancer. They were saying the, the exact same thing about mental health or, um, mental, mental issues. Um, they were saying that everyone has it, but you know, the right chain of events haven't come in order to trigger you know, whatever, whatever it is. What do you, what do you think about that, that school of thought? Um, I, I think everybody has, uh, mental health needs. Needs. Okay. Um, but it also depends on how they're managing and functioning that will determine whether or not they seek out the health. Um, and as you said earlier too, um, I think another, and I didn't mention this before, but another um, reason why some folks do not seek out help is um, the lack of health insurance. 
Okay. So there's some disparities regarding um, whether or not they can even afford some mental health services because if they don't have affordable health insurance, um, then that's something that they're just they're just not going to be able to do. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, it makes perfect but sense. But I think everybody has mental health needs. It just <laughs> depends on how they're managing it, as well as um, how they're functioning. I I would say I've experienced. I don't. I don't. Yeah, and I, I've never really told anybody this, uh, and I'm not trying to turn this into a session. But uh, I feel like I have experienced. Uh, Moments of depression um, Like You know uh, A phase Like you know Like you know A few days in a row Where like It just seemed like I couldn't Shake whatever it was You know um, And um, It was in those moments where I really was like Yo I wish I had somebody To uh, to, to, to talk to Or you know um, You know to, to express These emotions um, And it was in those. It was in that. It was. It was in that time. There's one of the, one of the more recent times that this has ha- that this has happened. Something tragic had happened to me. Uh, I just, and it's really not even tragic. I don't even know why I said tragic. It just felt tragic. It felt really bad. Bought a car. Had it for like a week and a half. Got into a crazy accident. And, you know, uh, I was just so like down in the dumps about it. Like, I was like, yo, I just got this car. Like, and. Boom, I messed it up. And I just felt like, you know, I, it was bad, man. I for like three or four days, I just, I didn't want to talk to nobody, you know. And so I was like, dang, this is probably a glimpse at, you know, what someone who actually deals with for real, for real depression, you know what I mean? It's probably like what they experience, you know. Quite often. Quite often, you know. And for my, my like I said, it wasn't even really a tragic. It was a car, like, you know what I mean? But still, it's like, you know, just imagine just getting something and then messing it up, you know what I'm saying? And so... Um, I I I I feel for people who who struggle with depression. Um, I feel for people who, um, you know, uh, are um, are going through you know whatever they're going through. But I think lots of times we, one of the mis um the misconceptions about mental health is we think that every everything is is uh, is about depression, and but that's not necessarily the case, is it, right, Mrs. Johnson? It's not not at all. It's not just depression, like. It's not just depression is the reason why you would need to go see or the reason why you should, you know, invest in your mental health. It's not just about, quote unquote, being depressed. It's more to it than that. Absolutely. I think, if anything, right now in these days and times, anxiety and depression are more acceptable. Um, And so that's one of the reasons why you hear it a lot. Um, But. I mean, we're in a in a pandemic right now, so there is a lot of depression and anxiety going around right now. Yeah. Um, but it's also one of those um, those are two diagnoses that are very much acceptable. Um, you know, it's yeah, they're just acceptable right now compared to uh, something else. You yeah. know, or somebody may say that. You know, oh, I've you know I've suffered a lot of trauma. Yeah. So, so that's acceptable too. So as and or grief and loss, a lot of times those are those are acceptable too. But 
it just depends on what the person is is going through and and have dealt with but yeah depression isn't the only thing there's a lot of other things so and you, more, and some of them are more acceptable than others so you you brought up the the pandemic um i would like to hear from you guys man uh i feel like this this pandemic and the world kind of shutting down may have uh, exposed some things to people that they probably didn't know was there um, because you had to like sit down. You know, we get so used to, you know what I'm saying, staying, you know, going and, and, and you know, uh, being busy that sitting down with yourself sometimes can be an eye opener. Um, and it seems like <laughs> if you don't have good, Mental health, it, that could be a horrible thing for you to to not be able to continue your routine. Um, did anybody experience any type of, I don't know, do you feel, you know, feel any feel any kind of way during the, the pandemic? Like, you know, when everything for real shut down? I think for me, um, I more so just noticed that I took a lot of stuff for granted. Like being able to go and see like yeah. people and family and stuff like that because in that time, you know, it's different when you talk. You can be able to talk to somebody all day. Right. But when you can't see them, especially, you know, when you're in those time of need where you just need to be around that person and you can't because of the pandemic, it makes you really sit back and be like, okay, you know, like, I just have to really figure out who I, like, who I can be by myself because I can't go and be with that person. So, yeah, I feel like I took a lot of stuff for granted as far as that. Did did it, did it force you guys? Did you guys learn anything about yourselves during the pandemic that you didn't know because you had to sit with yourself? Uh, I learned a lot. Uh, one one thing about the pandemic uh, for me, I learned that I'm not I'm not a fan of being alone. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, and and it's weird because I I I look forward to having my alone time and just chilling and doing my own thing, but being alone for long periods of time. I get in my own head. Yeah. Uh and it was a it was a really a blessing because I was able to kind of process some through some of the things that uh I didn't even know like I I s- still felt a way about. Yeah. Uh like for instance, uh my biological father not being there. Uh I was able to sit and think on that and realize like Hey, I, I still feel some type of way about that, and yeah. I still struggle with that. Um, and so when it got too deep for me, though, I would just <clears throat> turn the game on or hit somebody up, like, yeah, that's yeah. Link, <laughs> you know. But uh, so make something happen. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I did learn that uh, I, I'm not good to be alone for long periods of time. Cause I'm a people person anyway, so right. you know. Miss Johnson, are you? Have you? Have you seen? Uh, I guess I don't know a spike or. Uh, any kind of trend since the pandemic has happened in in mental health in that field at all? Absolutely. Um, I think the pandemic, um, like you mentioned, you know, had us sit down and be still. Yeah. Um, And so everybody had opportunities at that point to do some self-reflection and take a look at, at, how things were functioning and life and all of that kind of thing, um, as the the gentleman was saying. Um, and so um, everybody, to some degree, um, 
I won't say everybody, but a lot of people um, kind of got in their head um, and had made the decision that, okay, we need to do something. Um, and so there has been a tremendous spike uh, of people um, getting into therapy um, or counseling and, and um, working on themselves and, or even if they were um, a married couple, you know. Oh, yeah. No, um, it was definitely interesting on couples for mm-hmm. sure. Ron, yeah. you want to speak to? Uh, <laughs> wow. No, I'm just saying, man, you got kids, you got five mm. of them things. Yeah. You got to do schooling. You talked about that before. You I talked did. about the fact that schooling was tough on you. You know what I mean? Even though you wasn't going to school, but the fact that you had to be teacher for what you got, what, three, four, or in three. three or in school. Yeah. Um, I hid from a lot of stuff from COVID. Uh, I drank uh, awfully lot during the height of the pandemic. You too? I, yeah. I lied. Hey. I was masking and drinking and covering it up. I don't know about, yeah, I, I definitely had a lot. I, I had a lot to you. Yeah, so uh, then when I realized I was doing it too much, then I actually, my mom helped me get find a therapist. She paid for some of them for me because uh, yeah. it hit me hard, the pandemic itself. Yeah. Well, so just out of curiosity, you don't have to answer this if you want to. You work full time. Is therapy not something that's under your your uh, health thingy uh, insurance? Uh, it depends on how they pay. And how oh, they okay. It's, it's a lot, lot of ho- hoops you got to jump through. Yeah, it's a lot. That's crazy. Like that. So they they make it difficult essentially. Yeah, a, little, a little more difficult than what you think. It yeah. ain't like going to the doctor. It should be though. Yes, it should be. It definitely should be. Um, going going back to a part of the system that is broken, um, which goes back to some of that institutional racism. Huh. Explain that for me. Um, access. Access. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, people of color um, don't have access or have the lack of health insurance, um, if you uh, aren't considered full-time or regular, uh, then you don't have health insurance. Right. See, but I, so, I, I, I'm full-time and I have health insurance and I don't, and it's not covered in, in mine. Why? Like, mental That's health enough. isn't necessarily like, you know what I'm saying? Um or if it is, it's like partial. Like, yeah. yo, we'll knock out thirty percent for you, but you got to come up with the other seventy. You know what I mean? And it's like, I, I, it just sucks that they treat it that way. It, you know, uh, if we're finding out that, you know, um, it's it's as big of a need as you know, what I mean, the research says and the research shows, you know, it needs to be put up there with you know with everything else because, you know, if you subscribe to the uh, the idea that. You know, you're, it all starts in the mind, you know. Uh, if you don't have that together, then other things will, you know what I'm saying, uh, suffer. If I'm not mistaken. Well, and it, it's not treating the whole person. Right, right. It's not treating the whole person. Yeah. Uh, in order to have your body right, in order to have your uh, physical right, your mental has to be right. Correct. Correct. 
Go ahead, Jimmy. What you about to say? No, I was just saying. I think with mine is it like something has to happen at work that, that okay. sends you to get uh, you know, mental help. Okay. Like I don't think I don't think you can just go and get it. Something has to happen to send you to get it. it and they cover like a certain amount of sessions. Okay. Well, I'm switching. I'm getting. I'm getting a new little situation, man. And this particular situation allows me to get uh, ten of them. Ten, depending on it, you know, if the person accepts the insurance, I get ten free sessions in a year, or not free included in the package. It's ten sessions. I don't know what I have. To, I don't know what I would have to pay outside of those ten. But I'm excited to 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 go to my first session. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking for because um, you know, I mean. I, I just I've never been in this situation before, uh, and I don't feel like I have. There's no there's no issues that I that I'm aware of. I'm pretty sure that they're that they're, that they're there, um, but there's none that that are just you know sticking out to me. So uh, I'm just excited to for for the experience. Um, Mrs. Johnson, you you told me in the text message that you wanted to you you specifically wanted to talk about uh, uh, black males as it relates to mental health. What are some of your thoughts and 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 concerns in, in that area? Well, um, the concern was um, having black males be comfortable with going to to therapy. Um, we're finding that is you know that that people are reaching out more and more, especially black males during the pandemic. Um, but there's, the numbers are still pretty low in regards to uh, them even admitting uh, that they have a, a problem um, or maybe struggling with, you know, with uh, an issue. Um, so I just want them to, to be able to get out there and, and, and get the help that they need instead of carrying all of uh, the trauma um, that they deal with on a day-to-day basis and sometimes even moment-to-moment moment, depending upon what job they're involved in, um, um, what their life circumstances have been, um, all of those things. So to go out and make sure that they, they get the help that they need. Um, yeah. Because they're all, they're definitely one um, 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 there are certainly males that are just um, and um, systematically at times um, discounted and um, go through some um, racist actions. Uh, and discriminatory practices um, as a result of their, the color of their skin. Can you talk about the, can you talk about the trauma? Cause you know, I, 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 I believe in this, you know, uh, wholeheartedly. We talked about this on, on the last episode, but the, the, the trauma of seeing or hearing about another black male being killed, uh, you know, um, senselessly or you know um you know dying at the hands of 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 the police uh how that could play 
or plague um, the mind of 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 another of another black male. Well, I'm sure you could probably answer that too. Yes, ma'am, I could. But just just the fact of seeing um, someone, uh, another, uh, seeing a black male die, um, and you looking at the possibility that that could have been you. Yeah. You know, as a black man. Um, Or seeing someone. Um, falsely arrested or seeing someone being re- uh, released from being falsely arrested. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. And all of the institutions, all of the in the systems that are around um, that unfortunately um, continue to um to be in existence um, there, there there there's a name for the like trauma that you don't experience firsthand uh but you it, it still affects you you know what I mean so like I mean I have been in situations with the cops that you know were, were very traumatic and guns were drawn and things of that nature but I can understand for somebody who's never been in that situation, but are seeing it happen to people to look like them. Uh, there's a particular term and I'm forgetting the name of it. Um, but a, a lot of people discredit it. They, they discredit like, you know, they make it seem like, you know, um, people who don't live this life, obviously make it seem like, well, it's not you. Nothing happened to you. You know, why are you feeling the way that you are feeling if it didn't happen to you? And it's like, no, like, yeah, it didn't happen to me this time, di- this time or or directly. But, you know, I still I still feel that, you know, what I'm saying as if, you know, as, as if it was me. Absolutely. 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 Um, and and what you're the term you're talking about. Um, in mental health that we use is called secondary trauma. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Secondary trauma. Um, when we hear or we see um, some other uh, person that has gotten uh, trauma, had experienced some other um, traumatic experience, um, secondary trauma is called secondary trauma um and of course that is something that continues um to be played um for african americans or people of color when they see different things um in the media um especially this year um related to um, others being healed, uh-huh. hurt, um, all of that. Yeah. No, I, 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 I'm thinking about, like I said, all the videos that we that we've seen, and it got to, it's to the point now. It's it's crazy. Uh, Jimmy, I think you alluded to last last podcast. Like, I'm almost numb to, no. to, and that's not healthy though. No, not at all. Like becoming numb to a, seeing another person being, you know, killed, um, 
and just not having any emotion towards that, like that amount of callous is is scary. It is it is very, very scary. And maybe that is all the proof that I need that I need to be in some form of 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 therapy because it that just that doesn't it seems inhumane to be numb to something like that. But you get used to it is the thing. Like you see you you see it happen so often. Um, so you you get used to it. Like when the the George Floyd thing happened, my wife friends were ready to discuss this thing. Like as soon as they saw it, I didn't I didn't want to talk about it because to me it's like it's another one. Like yeah. and it's sad to say, but it's another one. You know. Uh, so I didn't. I, we to this day we I never talked to him about it. <clears throat> For what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's to, re- to release it. To be able to release it, um, the 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 things that we hear, the things that we see, are traumatic and are definitely going to affect um, our bodies um, because it just goes in, and then we get upset about it, we get mad about it, um, and instead of just stacking those chips and keep it pushing or keep it moving, we need to be able to release it. And so for African-American men, um, my concern is it just keeps building and building, kind of like a pressure cooker. Yeah. And you never have an opportunity to release um, all of the stuff um, that you deal with on a day-to-day basis. And the crazy thing is, we as African American men in twenty twenty one, you know, as 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 whack as you know all of this stuff is that we that we see, you know, what I mean, um, in in the world of politics, and that we see all these the social injustices and things. That, man, it don't hold a candle to what they was going through in the twenties, thirties. You know, what I mean, I mean, even the sixties. You know, what I mean, it does not hold a candle to it. Uh, and so, um, that's it's gen, that's generational. Like it's generational, uh, generational trauma that we are, uh, you know, unfortunately uh, having to deal with. You know, it, it's it's taking um, it's many layers. It's many many layers, um, and so yeah, and and I think, like I said, we just be we've just become so so numb to it. We don't feel like that there is something there or a problem there because we don't feel. You know what I mean, we don't feel, we don't feel, and that it, that that just can't be healthy. You know, it cannot be healthy. But I can only imagine being somebody in the fifties and sixties and experiencing what they experienced. You know, um, Damon, you brought up um, the intergenerational um, uh, trauma, and they are saying there's a lot of research now that says that trauma goes back three generations Mm. and if you go if you look at my generation then that would be my great great grandfather which was probably a slave yeah so carrying that to me Mm -hmm. um if it's three generations back can you give us an example? Uh, I mean, outside of the 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 the, the racism uh, piece, um, 
Can you give us an example of of that transgenerational uh, trauma? Like, you know, like, what's a good sign, you know, or you know, an example of how that thing can transfer like that? They're so, they're saying in your in the cell. Oh, really? So it's in the cells in your DNA. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. It goes into the the cellular. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So, so, so then, really, if you if you're so the all the stuff that I've gone through. Um, I'm carrying along with that from my mother and her trauma and then her mother's trauma and then her mother's trauma, which is why I said it goes all the way back then to slavery. They're saying that that is then in my DNA. Man, and it it sounds far-fetched, but that that makes sense to me. Right. It, it, right. It, it it make it makes perfect sense to me because other attributes get passed down. You know, right. other things that, you know, oh man, you look just like such and such when you do that or you know, that's what such and such used to do. You know what I mean? Or whatever, you know what I mean? Um uh, like right now you like your daddy right now. All right, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um uh, sorry, see that was a defense mechanism. See, I was I was getting deep and and then boom, I went and I told a joke to 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 lighten up the mood because I didn't want to get you know in my feels. Mrs. Johnson making me get the, in my you, feels. You think the cooking came from your daddy? All right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make a mean salad. Uh, but yeah, no, that's that that's crazy. What are your thoughts on that, Ron? Um, it makes sense. I, me and her had this discussion before. Um. She tells me all the time, the older I get, I, the more she sees my dad, my grandfather. Yeah. And so, like, the older I get, the more their attributes come out of me. So it makes sense that whatever they have gone through got passed down yeah. as well. Yeah. Because I don't see it. Sometimes people literally be like, no, you you acting just like your dad. And I'm like, no. Right, right. <laughs> right, right. But I get reminded all the time. Yeah, man, that's tough. And so then when you have it, you know, for black people, when you have it on both sides, when you have that that trauma on, on both sides, it's like compounded. Yeah, it's a double whammy. Well, yeah. not to mention, not to mention, think about this, Damon. We also, um, a lot of African-Americans may have some other ethnicities in them as well. Yeah. Remember, such as Indian and... Uh, charity. I mean, wow. so, so I definitely got Indian in my family. So you're looking at all those other um, ethnicities that may have experienced a lot of trauma too. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. And then, but and then, you know, uh, you, you 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 couple that with the fact that it's hard to even find out about our history. A lot of us. Right. So now I don't right. even know if I can go back and, you know what I mean, dig in the crates to figure out where this stuff came from. You know what I mean? Because past a couple of generations, there's no record. <laughs> there's no right. record. You know what I mean? So, uh, but that's why, that's why therapy is important, man. And I just, I, I want to encourage people. 
Um, like I said, I haven't been. I'm excited about going, and I'm definitely gonna do a whole podcast when I go, and I'm going to explain, you know, my experience, you know, uh, if it is appropriate to do so. Um, but or is there anything that okay? So let's say I'm the type of person, Mrs. Johnson, that you know, I, okay, I hear what you're saying. I should probably go, but I'm not ready to necessarily walk through those doors just yet. Do you have like any uh, tips or any? Uh, training exercises that someone can do with themselves um, that could, you know, lend itself towards helping in their in their mental health uh, area. That, you know, maybe I, so, I'm not ready to walk into an office just yet, but you know, what are some things that I can do that can help my mental health on my own? So one of the things that uh, I'm definitely trained in uh, meditation and. So there's a lot of different meditation techniques that not only help you with um, past painful events or experiences, such as trauma, um, but there also are, there's also some meditation to be able to help you release um, some of the trauma that you may not even realize, yeah. but you are being triggered, and I hate to use that word, but triggered from those pain pastoral experiences in the current moment. Wow. You know, I, I've actually read an article not too long ago. They were talking about how, like, obviously, like, a lot of us don't remember anything. You know, we can't. I, I would say, what's the earliest memory you, you, you have, Jimmy? Earliest memory that you have? I don't know. It's probably something to do with my grandma when I was, like, Four, like okay, so about four, three, four, three or four. What would yeah, you say? About three or four. Yeah. They were telling in this article. They were talking about how in, in adulthood you could be dealing with trauma that you experienced when you were not even a year old yet. Like in your infancy, there was some traumatic things. Even at birth, they even talk about you know people who had a difficult births. Um, how that could, you know, um, be manifesting later on in adulthood, even though it's not something that you, you know, can you know, harken back to and give details about. You know what I mean? It's it, it's trauma. Um, you know um, something about trauma, too, that most adults block out trauma. Like, you don't, you forget or you block it out to protect yourself. Even stuff that you should remember. You, you just, should. Yeah. You just block it out. You go, you, um, you don't learn from it. And so it's stuck with you, and you don't remember until you bring it out. So you deal with something you forgot about uh-huh. on the outside, but on the inside, your body still dealing with it. So you've trained yourself to ignore it, essentially. She knows the better term. What would that be? <laughs> <laughs> My mother. It's called disassociation. There you go. Okay. All right. Um, the other thing I want to talk about with trauma and mental health and all of that too is um, there's a there's a lady by the name of Dr. Nadine Burke Harris. Um, she was a uh, she's African American female out of California. She's now I believe um, the Surgeon General um, in that area. But she has done a lot of research on um, childhood trauma and how it affects uh, the health outcomes of people. 
Um, and basically the premise is that if you've had uh, what they call ACEs, adverse um, childhood experiences, and the higher the number of your ACE score, the more likely you are to experience chronic illnesses. Wow. So you're talking about, um, so if your ACE score out of 10 um, would be a, a 8, then the likelihood of you having a heart disease is like, uh, oh, I don't want to quote it without being accurate. But, it, but, but, it's, but it's significant. It's significant. Wow. Um, diabetes. Um, um, it, it just, the numbers just just go up. Yeah. Um, and, and you should have, they look at the score of four or more. So it's like, did you grow up in a, and the, the questions are, did you like grow up in a house uh, where someone used um, drugs and alcohol? Um, did you see your mom getting um, hit? Um, uh, did someone in your household go to prison? Did, or your pa- did your parents divorce? Um, wow. There's a lot of those questions there. So, um, and the higher the number, the more you're likely to have um, a chronic illness. And we all know, uh, now the, the funny, it's not funny, it is so not funny, but all of those, there's a litany, there's 10 questions on there, uh, which are really good questions. But like I told them, uh, like I tell people uh, when I'm working with them and I do those, the trauma um the ACEs with them, one of the things I say, but for African-Americans, it doesn't even um, talk about the trauma related to race. Yeah, so it's not even on that form. I'm looking at it, and it says there's three sections or three types of of ACEs. There's the abuse column, and there's physical abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, neglect. There's a neglect column. There's emotional neglect physical neglect and then there's household dysfunction where there's mm-hmm. mental illness in the household in, in, incarcerated relative um mother treated violently substance abuse or divorce yeah so there's nothing in there that would um you know cover the unique experience of being a person of color in america right 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 within itself has been traumatic yeah. Yeah. Huh. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's 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 deep. I probably got I probably got about a good six of them things. Uh <laughs> <laughs> my score would probably be a six, man, if if I'm if I'm honest, which uh yeah, definitely a six. For sure. I'll definitely with make sure again. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You got it. You said what you get? I was just, I was just going to um, say, which goes back to the importance <coughs> of, of getting some mental health help. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because everybody, everybody, I feel like everybody can get a couple of these. You know what I mean? You know, at least, you know. Um, One of the things I say all the time is if you're breathing, you don't suffer some trauma. 
If you're breathing, say it again. If you're breathing, you have suffered some trauma. Oh, yes. Yes. For sure. For sure. And then, you know, it's what's, what's crazy is now it's making me wonder what my kids' aces would be. You know, I, 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 I don't see that I'm actively changing anything or, or that I'm doing anything that would fall under this list. But, you know, what if my child feels emotionally neglected? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because, um, you know, I got three, I got three different kids. You got five different kids. They all got different needs and you can't treat them all the same exact way because they're all different. And so it's like, you could think you're doing a good job, but that's scary. That's that's heavy. That's scary. How do you know? You know what I mean? Uh, I know I ain't, you know what I mean? There's a lot of these. That, I don't think me and my wife are ever going to get a divorce. Uh, I know that for a fact. Uh, yeah. And so, but but that, that neglect piece could be, you know, am I, am I neglecting, you know, and not knowing, you know? Um, that's, that's deep. That's super deep. But it goes back to the fact that, yes, everyone needs to seek out some form of, of mental health. So, so what, do you, what do you recommend people do? Um, you know, uh, is, there, is, there, is there a method to finding the right person? Because I'd imagine it's like, um, it's like picking a barber. Uh, <laughs> you know, everybody or a hairstylist, is, you know, every therapist is not for everybody. So what do you, what do you, what do you recommend someone do when they've made the decision? Okay, yeah, I want to go do this. What's my first steps? So the first steps is usually mo- a lot of therapists usually have like a bio or something that's out there um, that gives them a little bit of information about who they are. And one of the other things that you can do is just interview them. You know, um, I don't know about anybody else, but I've always, when I went for a job, I've always had to, um, not only are they interviewing me, but I'm interviewing them. So interview your, interview your therapist to see if they would be a good fit, uh, with you. Um, and if you feel that they would be a good fit, then that's probably the right one for you. But if you're not clicking and connecting with that therapist, then you better move on and see if you can find some find another person. Yeah. So, yeah. And how do you know? How do you know when you say clicking? Because I'd imagine it, it can't all be pretty and nice. There has to be some type of. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, I related to going to the gym. You know what I'm saying? There has to be some type of, not I won't say resistance, but discomfort on some level, right? You know, if you are really peeling back layers. Right, right, right. Well, and and a part of that is, so during the, you know, and statistically speaking, they talk about um, after the first, after the second session, um, African-Americans don't go back. Um, so I think it, I I don't remember the statistic right now. Um, but they said after the second session, majority of the, um, African Americans don't go back, um, because they may not feel that connection. So, so I would definitely say if you're not feeling that connection, the first, um, the first, the first, during the first visit, then maybe it's 
something that you need to look at is to go to somebody else. Or maybe after the second session, making sure if you still don't have that connection, going to somebody else. Would you You recommend, would you recommend a, a black person seek out a black therapist? That's hard um, to say. Okay. Um, I've never done it before. So I just kind of want to get your thoughts. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say it's going to depend on each individual person. Um, I know um, a lot of people will say to me, um, I'm only comfortable with going to another black person again, because they can um, understand, have a, they feel as if they can understand their culture a lot better. Well, Jimmy said that you, you, you feel that way. Yes. 100%. So you're not, you're not going to go talk to, to, to Dave, the white therapist. You're not going to go talk to Dave. No, I don't, I don't, in my opinion, uh, I don't feel as if, uh, Dave would, (laughs) would necessarily, uh, understand so some of the <laughs> right. Why, why you don't like Dave? Go ahead, I'm listening. <laughs> Would actually understand some of the things that I feel like I that I deal with, uh, and some of the thoughts that I have. So, yeah, uh, I would not want. I would want to go see somebody that looks like me that can relate to uh, some of the some ex- the same so experiences I've had. That's right. So uh, that 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 to me that makes sense because I always had this conversation with uh, educators uh, who. We talk about how uh, a lot of uh, black and brown kids are um, labeled as uh, special needs or, um, you know, uh, they have uh, learning disabilities or they are uh, ADHD. Kind kind of problem. And it's like it's crazy that the majority of the people who are giving these black boys or these brown boys this label. It's mostly white women in that field, and so you know, young white women, young young white women in that field, and so what, what happens is there's two there's two levels of disconnect. One, you are white. This kid is is not, and so culturally there's a there's a separation right there, um, and the behavior, um, like you know, so. In black households, we're a little bit more boisterous, you know what I mean, um, generally speaking, uh, you know, uh, and, you know, that may be seen as aggressive, you know, if you're not from that culture. Uh, and then beyond the race piece, you're female. So I, ta- I, I, and I believe any male can relate to this, whether you're black or white. Um, you see some boys, you know what I'm saying, roughhousing or whatever you want to call it, horsing around. I don't know what the term is. Um, you're not going to react to that the same way that a female would. A female will be a little bit more, you know, worried or, you know, it, traditionally speaking, in general, uh, a female will probably look at that behavior just a little bit different than a male would. So there's two levels of disconnect to these people who are, you know, labeling these kids. And so that's why I, I, I bring that back. I bring that up to say I understand why someone would be hesitant to go to a therapist that doesn't look like them because of the cultural disconnects um you may see something and misinterpret it because you don't have the story that i have and you can't relate the to to, to what i'm you know what i mean going through
Ms. Johnson, you still there? I am. Oh, okay. Then, yeah. <laughs> Got silent real quick. I, uh, I was I was nodding my head. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Well, next time, man, after COVID is over, we're gonna have to have you like in the studio. Okay. Or, or the basement. It's really not a studio. But we'll we'll, we'll get there. One day. There we go. Yeah, yeah. We get yeah. we're gonna get there. Well, Mrs. Johnson, man, I appreciate your time. It, do you wanna give us like any information as far as like where people can find you? Uh and you know, uh if they are in the in your area, how they could seek you out, you can give us all that. I don't know if you got any uh, your socials. I don't know if your your manager was prepared, you know. Uh he knew for a fact that you were gonna be on a podcast, so he probably should have had all this stuff. Put together But we're not gonna talk about him You know what I'm saying Cause He's not here to defend Hey Ron <laughs> How you doing there buddy No go ahead Mrs. Johnson So um, My um, I I do some counseling Under My Name is Heartstrings 411 Counseling Services And I have a website Heartstrings411.com You can go to that uh, you can also um, send me um, emails um, at Tammy at um, heartstring411.com as well. Um, uh, my phone number is 317-522-9404 if you want to call and leave me a message. Mm. And I also want to say that I'm also looking at running a group um, starting on February the 13th um, for our our kingdom men uh, looking at running a group of 10 um, African-American men, teaching them um, uh, alternate skills on how to deal with their stress um, and to be able to release some of that um, uh, in, in a way that would be um, conducive and healthy. Uh, not necessarily exercise, but um, and releasing some of the trauma that that they may have suffered as well too. So it's going to be on Saturdays, um, starting on February the thirteenth, um, for uh, about an hour and a half to two hours. Well, so, I'm 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 definitely you know wanting to get into that. So uh, I don't know uh, if if Rome told you, but I'm definitely ready to. To jump into that So I, I look forward to it, it if, does, if you'll have me Absolutely It does take some commitment Because everything that um, I wanted, want to be able to share with uh, the men It's going to be about eight weeks So we're going to jump into some 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 trauma To um, teaching you guys how to do some breathing um, To some Shaking and dancing, and oh, and, yeah. learn a, and learn a little bit about how your how your autonomic nervous system works, and and how when it gets when you get that um, when you get uh, activated and you're upset and mad, or you're you know just know that somebody just did a microaggression on you. Um, how to yeah. calm yourself back down. Yeah, Jimmy's come a long way. Jimmy used to have crazy anger issues. I did, I did. Jimmy used to be, you know, tell. Jimmy was. (laughs) Rome, you have no room to talk. (laughs) I came a long way. I hurt my leg again. (laughs) 
Yeah, we gonna get into it. We not gonna get into it. We not gonna. But but but, Mr. Johnson, you said something about shaking the dead. We gonna do the busted challenge. A what? Have you no done the busted challenge, Miss Mr. Johnson? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> None of us do. None of us do. <laughs> Rome knows all about the busted challenge. You just seen everybody's subscription to the busted challenge. Oh wow! Yes or no, Rome? Have you seen it? It's been therapeutic, hasn't it? Uh-uh. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mr. Johnson, for uh, kicking it with us today. I definitely appreciate it, and um, we appreciate you, and we thank you so much for the wealth of knowledge that you have. Hopefully, we can have you back on again, and, um, you know, we can uh, further, you know, this conversation of mental health, man. I think I learned a lot. Um, for sure. You learned a lot, Leah? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Rome, you got her in the, you know, what I'm saying, in the house essentially. Yeah. So, you've you've known this for a while. Yeah, Jimmy, you feel good? I do. Yeah, I feel real good. Yeah, yeah. This was, this was very helpful. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, Mrs. Johnson, we thank you so much for for joining us. Thank you. All right. Well, listen, we gonna holler at you later, Mrs. Johnson. You have a great evening. Thank you. And I'm gonna put all, I'm gonna put all your information in the. Uh, in the description of the video and uh, in the post and whatnot, so all your website stuff and uh, email and stuff like that, so people have access to it. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. All right, have a good one. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. So yeah, man, goddamn podcast, man. Uh, I I felt good about that. I learned a lot. Hey man, don't be don't be calling me out on my anger issues, man. Bro, you used to be bad, man. I did, man. Like, you used to be real bad. I was. Used to be like I don't even know I don't know if there's a word to accurately describe. Yeah, no, there are people though we could probably like you know what I mean that we could liken you to. Okay. Yeah you know I mean, um I don't know. We could we could probably go like with somebody like uh uh what's the dude's name? Uh uh I forget his name, man. It's cool, don't even worry. Uh, yeah, we're not gonna talk about it, but I'm just saying you come a long way, man. I appreciate this. Yeah, man. You used to get red in the face. You know, he was the one who, like, used to snot and cry. You know, nothing. Nobody did anything. Mills. You know, the ones that blow real hard and stuff. Like, bro, what is going on? Why are you so, you know what I mean? So, you know. You know thank God for uh, progress, man. You know what I mean? So, I got a lot of work to do, man. I have yeah. a lot of work to do. Yeah. Mentally, physically, spiritually, all that stuff. I'm gonna do some meditating. I meditate every morning now. You do? Every morning. I don't touch my phone for the first 45 minutes. I wake up no more. I turn off my alarm on my phone. I go meditate every morning. On the toilet? Yeah. What? That's where you're at? That's where you're at with it? Where's that? Release. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, as a father of five. Where's the only place you get some peace? You right, man. I can go in there just sit down on the toilet. Yeah. And run the shower like a sauna. Ah. And then boom, get in my little happy place. See? That's where you get peace as a parent. <laughs> I'm about to try that, man. I'm I can't do it that. in my room. Can't do it in the living room. I have no places. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try it, man. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, man. Uh, we hope that this was helpful for you. Uh, like I said, it's the month of January. We're talking about mental health, and I think it's important because we're gonna start the year off with some some tools and you know uh, talking about what's important, man. If you ain't got your mind right, 
Because we you just learned right. It's going to affect everything So Thank you guys so very much Aaliyah thank you for joining us Thank you for having me Coming back? Of course Swag Alright man Well that's it man We're we going to holler at y'all Peace Peace well, It ended pretty good Like right there Like when the music stopped I don't know I like that You like that? I like that Okay uh, Whatever you say The beat go off Yeah the beat went off I can put it back You ready to go though? You going You going to drop something real quick? For the hood? Uh, How you want it? What you want? Just give it to me, baby. All right, and you gonna go? I'm gonna cook up, man. All right, you been asking for this too. I have not. You have? You like, yo, man? We should do a whole like little set. I know because yeah. what we did one more. Oh, day. we did. Yeah, but the, I had a little uh, liquid courage in me that time. Yeah, <laughs> this liquid ain't giving me no courage. Ooh. Yeah. Uh. Big Jim, chillin' in this thing. In this thing. Messin' with the bros, we gon' have to bang. Bang, bang, bang. No trade songs, but they know my name. No, my name. Rollin' with the real ones, y'all really lame. Y'all hey, really lame. Look, hit the gym, I'm tryna work out. Mama. Uh, hit the gym, I'm tryna work out. Right. Hey, call the plug, like what that work about. What that work about, hey. I call the plug with that work about eight. Every day I put it eight to four. Eight to four. Then I gotta hit my grind. You already know. No. Got the Nikes on, cause I just do it. Yeah, do it. My flow is water. Straight fluid. Fluid. Oh. Go stupid. Go stupid. Get to it. Get to it. What you doing? What you doing? What you doing? Hey, what you doing? Yeah. What you doing? Yeah. Hey, what you doing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go on and help yourself. Give yourself. Uh, invest in mental health. Uh, mental health. Yeah. yeah. Do that real fast. Real fast. Where you learn that from? The goddamn podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. We gonna do it. We gonna do it. Bro said that his flow is really fluid. Really fluid. Mine got left back. It's really stupid. Really stupid. <laughs> Mine got left. How it be? You know that it is me, me, yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. That is how it be. How uh, it be? God damn go get it, Lee, Lee. Why you kill it, yo? Like we come on. Listen, I cannot compete with that. Okay, I cannot compete just, with that. We just, we just playing around. I know, but I, I can't compete with that. That's the white in me. I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> hey, she, 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 she said she said she half and half, half and half. Uh, I don't know. I'm done. Come on, bro. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, right, bro. Uh, Rom, come on, man. Yeah. Go ahead. Bust that. Right. I ain't got it. All right, man. <laughs> All right. Goddamn podcast, man. Uh, should I, should I, should I put this in, in there? That's a snippet. <laughs> that's a that's <laughs> mental health. That's a snippet. Mental. <laughs> It's what you do after you have a serious conversation about mental health. You just freestyle real quick. Freestyle. And just see how it goes. Got to lighten the mood up again. Yeah, man. It was deep. And we've been heavy for the past two weeks, man. I need you to. All right. Change it up a little bit. I was hoping, like, we could talk about, like, mental health and, like, Kyrie or something like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like... He needs some mental health. Uh, uh, then he you know just disappeared. He just fell off the face of the earth. Hey, well, man. he gonna come back. Cause now he got competition. 
Yes, yeah, the, oh, the minutes, James Harden. So, all right, man. Well, I'm definitely gonna use that as a snippet for sure. <laughs>